Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is the Steel Curtain Network editor, Dave Schofield, coming at you Thursday morning, last Thursday in October. Man, 2023 is just flying by. The season is, I would say, well, when you throw the bye week, it now makes it a little bit even more than that. The Steeler season in terms of games is about a third of the way done. Okay, so they've played six out of 17. If you had 18 games, it would be perfectly one-third. Um, so you're just over a third of the way. Steelers are four and two. They're finding a way to get victories and manage to get to four and two. Although their ranks in most things are towards the bottom, where they rank based on their record is pretty good. There's only four teams in the AFC that have more wins than the Steelers. Only four. So if the playoffs started this weekend, which they didn't, they're not. That's good for the Steelers because I still think they need to grow some more. Um, or And they have the opportunity to. They, they need to grow more if they're going to be a team to make some noise. If they don't grow, they just keep doing the things that they're doing. They're probably not a noisemaker. But if they did start, the Steelers would be the first wild card. Not the last wild card in, the first wild card. So that's kind of where they are right now, and the Steelers can build from there. It was a nice victory over the Rams, another come from behind. That's been the Steelers' MO of what they've done so far this year. In fact, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I have to go back and double check. I think the Steelers have trailed at one point in every game that they've had this year. I've I, it feels that way. I'm trying to remember. Trying to remember who scored first. Uh, no, I, I'm. Yeah, because the Browns were. I can't remember who scored first and whatever with everything with the Browns. Um, well, the Browns definitely held a lead because the Steelers uh, had to score in the fourth quarter to take the lead. So that one's uh, not an issue. So the only other one that I can think of that the Steelers might not have led in was against the Raiders. But uh, the, uh, the Raiders, I'm fairly certain, scored before the Steelers did with their touchdown. Uh, um, yes, they did. So, yeah, the Steelers, it's not like they haven't trailed in any of their games. I just had to double-check that. I didn't even think about that beforehand. I thought, oh, let, let, let's see what that does. So they're a team that can come from behind. And as I said before, they're not a team that's built to come from way behind. Uh, I mean, maybe they are a little bit more now. The big thing is that they got to not get behind. We're going to talk about some of that with the Steelers of, of some of these indications and some various things. I'm going to review some of the numbers that I, that I normally do uh, following the game and that, that I like to then talk about here on Stat Geek. But I'm going to sprinkle some other things in as we go, or if I don't sprinkle them in, then we'll talk about them before the break, before we get into the whole breakdown of the upcoming matchup in the second half. So I, I have a list of things I want to talk about. I have no idea what order it's going to be. Honestly, I just want to make sure we touch on these things. I'm just going to kind of see where it takes us as we are here geeking it out together. So, now before I get into all that, I almost forgot about it because we didn't have one last week. It's the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. There was one thing that they had in there in regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it came at in the wide receiver department. As I'm looking at it here, uh, I thought it was in the wide receiver department. Maybe I'm mistaken. 
So, no, of course, there it is. It's right there because it's one George Pickens. They also mentioned Kenny Pickett here. But it says George Pickens has clearly emerged as Kenny Pickett's favorite target, especially downfield, as he caught five passes on eight targets for 107 yards. Pickens commanded a 60.18% share of the Steelers' targeted air yards this week, which was the third highest among receivers for their respective teams. And his average um, says as his average targeted air yard mark was 14.1, which was ninth. So there it is, the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. All right. Let's start off with the Steelers' last game against the Rams. And what they did, they followed suit with a couple different things. The first thing is the one that I always list as the first number for the game. And that is turnover margin. They're taking it away more than they are turning it over. And the Pittsburgh Steelers were plus one. Now, what's nice about that plus one, yeah, it would be nice if that number was even bigger. But I like when the Steelers have a zero in their turnover department. So they only had one takeaway. It was a big one. It was a game-changing one. So it was so impactful, I'm not going to complain otherwise. Now, they had a couple other semi-takeaways. We're going to talk about those a little bit. You know, things things where the defense gets the ball back, not via punt or kickoff. Where the, in, other words, in other words, the offense doesn't start their drive getting it from either a punt or a kickoff. We're, we're going to look at some of those numbers. But the Steelers have to make sure they do something with those drives. It's more important for the Steelers to get one takeaway and really make it count than it is for them to get three takeaways and end up punting it right back to their opponent or turning it back over to their opponent, things of that nature. So when the Steelers have won the turnover battle, they've won the game. They have followed that to suit so far in 2023 during the 2023 season. When the Steelers are in a plus, they win. Minus, they lose. That's that's one way to look at it. But there's also another number we'll get to here in a little bit that has followed suit as well. What's interesting is, oh, well, when one happens and the one doesn't, how what's going to give there? Well, we just haven't had that happen yet for the Steelers. So I want to go ahead and make sure that we lay that out, that you know, the takeaways, they're big. Also, the Steelers did something this past week they hadn't done all season, and that is, well, there's several things. That is, they had a rushing touchdown. Not only that, they had three rushing touchdowns, which is the most offensive touchdowns they've now had in a game this year. So they had their, their most touchdowns, and they were all of the rushing variety. I don't care how the Steelers score. Get into the touchdown zone. That's all that matters. Find your way into the end zone. Score the points. Don't settle for the field goal. I don't care if it's through the air on the ground or, you know, doing cartwheels. I don't care if the ball was caught in the end zone, if the player catches it in the field of play and runs into the end zone. I don't care if it's a if, if it's a backwards pass that counts as a run. Doesn't matter. Get there. That's the big thing. But the fact that the Steelers were running the ball into the end zone is is just big because they hadn't done it. So they're showing a little bit more uh, that, that that can happen as well. But that also happened because the Steelers got into the red zone. Moved into the red zone three times, scored three touchdowns. All of them in the second half, but moved into the red zone three times. They were three for three. Hadn't done that. Hadn't been perfect in the red zone. Well, 
that might be a lie. Was there a game that they only made it once and they did score? I, I can't remember. But they haven't ended up making multiple trips into the red zone. There. I can tell you that one right now. So that was really nice to see that the Steelers were there in the red zone and they were also able to finish drives off with the run. Um, that was that was really nice. And you know what? Neither team reached the red zone in the first half. But then the Steelers did three times in the second half. Rams did once. Everyone was perfect in the red zone. Huh. The Steelers also did some stuff that was pretty nice in, in the fourth quarter. They did some nice some stuff that was nice in the fourth quarter. How about the Rams having zero receptions for zero yards in the fourth quarter? The last completed catch that the Rams had was the third down conversion to Tyler Bigby was their last completed catch they had. And then they ended up settling for a field goal. I'm remembering this because I, I watched the second half of the game again last night. I actually been having some serious back problems the last couple of weeks. Uh, last night was my worst night trying to sleep. I woke up, had to get up, and I saw uh, I saw the red light on on my DVR at 3 a.m. I'm like, why is there a light on on my DVR at 3 a.m.? Turn it on to see what it was. It was DVR. And this is the replay of the Steelers game. I'm like, well, forget this. I'm going to watch it. So that's what I did in the middle of the night last night. So, yeah. So I was making note of I'm like, what was the last pass? It was a, it was to Tyler Bigby. And they didn't complete another pass after that. None in the fourth quarter. That, that was in the third quarter. Um, so when I said that was a missed field goal, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I don't know if it was or not. Um, the, it was 3 a.m. What did you expect? So... <laughs> So that was pretty impressive what the Steelers were able to do. They only allowed one first down, and it was rushing, into the Rams in the fourth quarter. They dominated the fourth quarter, and that's something else we're going to talk about here. How much did they dominate the fourth quarter? Kenny Pickett in the quarter was 7 for 7 for 138 yards. Now, for the game, I know he completed his last nine passes. I think he only had one incompletion in the second half. That was it. So the Steelers were definitely a different team in the second half. So it's nice to see it. It's nice to know it's there. Would you like to get it sooner? Yes. Is it frustrating that you don't get it sooner because you can see that it's possible? Yes. I completely get that. So that's just something else to remember that, hey, living with the equation of, ah, we don't have to do anything to start. We'll finish strong. Well, guess what? Think of the whole season last year. The Steelers were in too big of a hole that they had to play too perfect down the stretch and going seven and two coming out of the bye wasn't enough. Seven and two wasn't enough because of the hole they put themselves in. So you don't want to do that in a game. You don't want to do it in the season. That's something the Steelers have done so far pretty good through this season. Very good through this season is that they are four and two so far. Uh, the Steelers can't, can't go as bad as what the, as the two and six they were halfway through the year last year. It's mathematically impossible. So when you, when they hit eight games, they're going to be at least two wins above what they were last year. And what would be nice is if there are four wins above it, but we'll see. Those are things to come. Um, here's the other thing that I said that the Steelers have followed all their games have followed this pattern. And it comes down to the opponents opening drive of the game, whether it's off the kickoff or whether it's after the Steelers punt like they do on every opening possession. Not everyone, but sometimes it's a turnover. Uh, they haven't scored on one, so it's either been a turnover or a punt. Um, so what, what happens? When the other team gets the ball for the first time, 
If they score a touchdown, the Steelers are 0-2. If they do not score a touchdown, Steelers haven't given up a field goal on the opening drive yet. That's one. See, that's to me, that sometimes that's even a win to say, hey, they moved in the scoring range, but you, you kept them out of the end zone. You, 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 they made them settle for three. We'll have to see how those would kind of shape out. But we haven't had any of those. That hasn't happened yet in 2023. But in all the other games, the other team has either punted or turned the ball over, like in Cleveland. Uh, well, not in Cleveland, like against Cleveland in Pittsburgh, where where they where the Steelers returned for a touchdown. The Steelers are four and out if the other team doesn't score a touchdown their first possession. That's interesting to see. So, in other words, the Steelers need to stick around. Now, I don't think it should all be on the defense. I think it would be great if maybe the offense could get their butt in gear and score some points in the first quarter. Right now, the defense has as many points in the first quarter as the offense does for the Steelers in 2023. The offense has seven. The defense has seven. That's not good enough. You are relying on your defense to do everything early, and then the offense come back at the end and be the heroes. That's not going to fly. That's one of those things we talked about Tuesday night on Scobro. That is not going to get you three to four victories in the postseason. It's That's not the recipe to win in the postseason. You can win, but you can't win them all. You can't do that against that quality of opponent week after week after week. Did you say, oh, we'll spot you, you know, 10, 14, whatever in the first half, and we'll come back and win at the end. That's not going to work. But as you can see, if if the other team jumps out already to to, to those scores, that's that's what's good. That, that's how the game goes. And not only that, um, this, it, you can even look at it as just the first half is even even um, a pretty good indicator there as well. But that first drive really really is interesting. Uh, the Steelers once again gave up a decent amount of. Uh, yards on the ground. They give 135. They give 154 yards to Puka Nakua. Uh, just not, not good. That's not good. That's things that need fixed. But I said it before several times. If you listen to my other podcast, you've heard it from me, but I'll say it for those of you that might just be nerds of steel and not listen to the other ones. And that is, I can't say this for sure, but to me, it felt like the Steelers were willing to give up some yards on the ground to make sure they were minimizing Cooper Cup. That's just what it felt like. So, I mean, they couldn't minimize Cup and Nakua, but they did minimize Cup. He did have a two-point conversion there. I almost forgot about He He did catch that one. So some numbers that really matter from that game, how about the Steelers getting a victory? That's the most important number. Not only that, Steelers are 2-0 and in the Pacific time zone. That used to be, oh, they have to go out west. Oh, they're terrible. Their record's so bad. This year, this team, they didn't have to do it at all last year. So this is really more of a reset. Now, granted, they had never been to Vegas and hadn't been to L.A. to face the Rams since uh, uh, 93 or 90. I think it's 93. might be 94. I looked it up and had it, had it somewhere else. It's been a long time. So they were kind of into – it wasn't the same old, same old. Oh, you got to go to San Francisco. Now they'll have a same old, same old coming up at the end of the season with Seattle. We'll see how they can do. But regardless, the Steelers are going to have a winning record during the regular season in the Pacific time zone. I don't know when the last time is they did that. That's something I might have to try to look up. 
So that's some of those numbers. Here's some other things I want to talk about. I, I want to take some of those things that we were looking at and kind of break them down a little bit more. I want to talk about the Steelers scoring early versus surrendering points early. The Steelers, you know, of some various – are they taking advantage of their takeaways? And and as I already mentioned, receiving the ball – when the offense gets the ball in a non-traditional way. What are they doing? Uh, how are they sustaining drives with these kind of things? So we're going to take our break. We're going to come back, look at that, and then also look at the statistical breakdown for the upcoming game. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. We are rolling on with this week's Steelers Stat Geek. Let's look at how the Steelers have scored and surrendered points by quarter so far through this year, with this season, through through these six games. I, I just broke it down by quarter, and oh, my goodness. You know the Steelers are getting outscored 37 to 14 in the first quarter. 37 to 14, more more than two to one in the first quarter. The Steelers have two touchdowns, one of which was by the defense. They haven't had a touchdown in the first quarter in three games. It and they haven't done it in three three out of the or sorry, four out of the six, obviously, since you only had two scores in that. But the only game that the Steelers haven't surrendered points in the first quarter was this past game. Coming out of the bye, this was the first game that the Steelers had where they did not give up any points in the first quarter. Granted, like in Cleveland, they only gave up three. Um, and and then against Vegas and against Baltimore, they gave up seven. What's interesting is in the Steelers' losses, I said in the first half how they've surrendered a touchdown the opening drive. In the Steelers' two losses, they've also given up multiple scores in the first quarter. Multiple scores in the in the first quarter. And, in fact, it was 10. They gave up a touchdown and a field goal both games. San Fran scored 10 in the first quarter. Um, Houston scored 10 in the first quarter. But that's a big deal that the Steelers are, are, are giving up those points. Now, let's go and look at the rest of the quarters, and then I'm going to kind of look at a breakdown of what the Steelers give up. Steelers have doubled their point output in the second quarter. They've scored 28 points. Where But – they give up 39. You're like, well, that's even worse than the first quarter. That's true, but that's because, you know, like against the Rams, they gave up all nine points in the second quarter. Um, against, you know, the Raiders, they didn't give up any. That was one game they didn't give up any. Against Cleveland, they gave up 11 points in the in the second quarter. The Steelers, they're – I got to look. I know somewhere they got, they got a one where they went for – where it's not too – Field goals, it's a touchdown, but they went for two and didn't get it. I'm not sure if that's in the second quarter or third quarter. I, I just can't remember. But if you look at it, the Steelers had seven points in week one, nine points in week two, six points in week three, 
zero in week four, three in week five, three in week six. If you look at the Steelers' last three games, they have scored a total of six first-half points. And they're two and one in those games. That's just that's just crazy. That's just really crazy. And I mean, and the third quarter is not all that much better. The Steelers have only scored 26 points in the third quarter this season. Uh, but that's one, that's when they start to turn around because they've outscored their opponents for the first time because they've only surrendered 23 points in the third quarter. Okay, the Steelers have actually shut their opponent out in the third quarter in three of the six games, one of which was in a loss to Houston, which was given their offense a chance to come back. And then you had that infamous fourth down debacle. Let's not dive into that again and just kind of suck the wind out of it. Because that also then led to 14 fourth quarter points, where if you take those away, my my goodness, then the Steelers have already given up any fourth quarter points. But uh, but the but the Steelers, they've scored 26 in the third quarter, but the fourth quarter is where they shine. They they've give they've scored 35 points this season, but it's only been in three games. But the last two games, the Steelers have scored 14 points in the fourth quarter in both games. So that's a trend that you would really like to see keep going. Not only that, in the last two games, they haven't surrendered any points in the fourth quarter. So in the last two games, they've outscored their opponents 28 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Now, the Steelers have given up 28 points in the fourth quarter during the season. But like I said, 14 were to Houston and three was to San Francisco. The only other team that scored on the Steelers in the fourth quarter was the Raiders scored 11 when they were trying to come back when the Steelers were up on them there. So I I understand, I get that. So if you look at it in close games, in games that were close at the end of the third quarter, the Steelers haven't given up any points in the fourth quarter. That that's a nice little step there. But if you look at it, let's say you just look at the at the points given up by the Steelers. If you separate it into their wins and losses, the Steelers have given up 17 first quarter points in their wins, in their four wins. They've given up 20 first quarter points in their four losses. So that's that's a difference of four and a half, or sorry, four and a quarter a game versus 10 per game in the first quarter. Second quarter, you know, it, it goes down. It goes down a little bit in the losses, but it goes up even more in the wins, though. But if you but if you you total them all up, the Steelers are are averaging giving up ten points in the first in the first half in their wins versus eighteen points in their losses because the Steelers give have given up twenty three points in their wins, sixteen in their losses. Uh, that's five and three quarter points versus eight points. So it's really been a big difference in in the two halves. Then you get to the third quarter. The Steelers have only given up 16 points in their four wins. That's four points per game on average. And they only gave up seven points in their losses. That's three and a half points. That's mainly because they didn't give up anything to Houston. But then if you look at the fourth quarter, the Steelers are only giving up um, two and three quarter points in their losses in the fourth quarter. And that was all in one game, 11 points in one game versus eight and a half points in their losses. So you can maybe take a little bit out of those numbers. I, I think the first half numbers are telling even more. Real quick, before, before we move on, a couple of different things to look at. I looked at every drive that the Steelers had this year, and Jeff Hartman had kind of talked about this. You know, they, they only had one takeaway last game, but they had two drives that started with a missed field goal, and how did the Steelers cash in on those? So I've looked at every drive that the Steelers got the ball 
where it wasn't from a punt or a kickoff. They either got it because they took it away, because the other team turned it over on downs, or because the other team missed a field goal. And on those, the Steelers have, you know, there are things that you do after those that are desirable and ones that are not. If you punt the ball, that's not desirable in this case. You need it to turn something into points. If you fumble the ball, interception, turn it over, that's definitely not desirable. But if you could score a field goal or score a touchdown, I'm even getting giving credit for having a desirable outcome being ending the game or ending the half. Either ending the game, ending the half. So these are some of them where you just take a knee. I didn't take those out in these drives um, because of the of how I was doing. I just I I didn't do a filter thing. I just looked up every game and every drive of every game how it started. So the Steelers have three of these where they got they had a non traditional start to their drive and they ended the game in in three of their four wins and. And the other one, it was because they had the ball longer and just sustained the drive. They also had one where they ended the half. That was against Baltimore, you know, where you where you had the 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 turnover on downs. It should have been a field goal, and then they just took a knee because it was it was deep in the own territory and only a few like twenty seconds left. So let's look at this and how it's progressed during the season. In the first game against San Francisco, the Steelers only got the ball on once that wasn't on a punt or a kickoff. And that's because they recovered a fumble. It was later in the game, the Steelers drove, they would have had a field goal, but they were down too much. They turned it over on downs. So that they're basically 0 for 1 in game one when it comes to um, the outcome of, of these types of drives. Then in the second game where they, where they defeated the Cleveland Browns, they were quote unquote one for four. And the only one that was successful was the one that ended the game because they got a turnover on downs and then took a knee. Other than that, you know, missed field goal, punt. Fumble, they fumbled it back. Fumble, punt. Now, this doesn't count the other the takeaways that went directly to defensive scores. I should have said that before. Not counting those because I want to see what the offense does afterwards. So that's the only thing that's good about the Cleveland game is that the defense, they if they got the ball back from, from the Browns, they had to finish it themselves because the offense, the only thing they did was take a knee at the end of the game when the defense stopped them um, and had them turn it over on downs. So still not very good week two. Week three, there was an improvement. Uh, there were four drives. Uh, there was three interceptions and one that was a turnover on downs. And out of the three interceptions, the Steelers went field goal, touchdown, the turnover on downs, they ended up punting, and the final interception was the end of game. So, you know, pretty much three of the four, if you still count end of game as being a good thing. If not, you're good, you're just would ignore it and say, you know, two out of three. So still not perfect, but better. Then you had Houston. They had one. One time, they turned it over on downs and then had to punt it back to, to the Texans. So they were 0 for 1 on that one of doing something when they got the ball back that wasn't a punt or a kickoff. Now let's look at the Steelers' last two games. Now I've already talked about how those games uh, have been a little bit different. They're both games where the Steelers only scored three points in the second half, or in the first half, sorry. 
But both games, they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Also, it was games where the Steelers held their opponent scoreless in the fourth quarter. But the other thing the Steelers did was they took advantage of getting the ball. All right? So against the Ravens, they got the ball off of a fumble, turned it into a field goal. Had a turnover on downs, ended the half. Whenever they stopped them, where they uh, they're right before halftime, they got an interception in the second half, turned it into a touchdown. Okay, they got a fumble in the second half, turned it into a field goal. They stopped the Ravens on downs. That was a TJ Watt sack, TJ Watt sack, sack Watt. Okay, TJ Watt sack, and they took an eight. So five of those situations, five positive results. There we go. And then this past week, there was three. The missed field goal, the Steelers turned into a field goal. The interception, the Steelers turned into a touchdown. And the last missed field goal, they also turned into a touchdown. So that one, my goodness, the Steelers turned it into 17 of their 24 points came off of those things. That was three for three. So that's something the Steelers have improved on the last two games is taking when you get the ball, you know, not from a punt, you know, you, you stop them on downs. Or you, or, or you get that missed field goal, or you get the takeaway, and get do something positive with it, and that's what they did. But sometimes the Steelers just struggle to do anything positive at all. And one other number I looked at, I just looked up a bunch of random numbers trying to say what are the Steelers, what, where are they trending in the right direction, and where do they really need to make some improvements? And they still really need to improve uh, how they start offensively. They're trending in the right direction of how they're defending it, it at the end of the game. I mean, my goodness, the Steelers have, have given up a total of eight points in the second half the last two games. So that's some good stuff. But what I decided to do is I'm like, well, what about drives? Let's go back to look at look at some of these drives. Let's not worry about how it started. Let's just worry about what the Steelers did on these drives. So on these drives, I'll tell you, I took out ones that existed um, only of kneel downs. So I took them out. And how have the Steelers been doing with their drives? How different is it from the first half to the second half? Now, you can look at yardage and things like that and all that. I wanted to see how they sustained it. And I'm not worried about the time because it kind of depends on the situation. I want to know how many first downs the Steelers have have got on on a drive. And what I found that's quite interesting is that the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Los Angeles Rams – they had their their drive. Let's see, where, where did it go? I'm trying to figure it out. They had their most first downs in a drive this past week. This was the drive that ended with the Najee Harris touchdown. They had seven first downs on that drive. The the next they, they only have three total that are above four. They had seven in that one. They had six against San Francisco, uh, six first downs in San Francisco when they went 95 yards before halftime. And they had one that was, had five first downs against the Raiders. So that's a, that's a nice thing that the Steelers could have that sustained drive, seven first downs. But what I decided to do is like, how many, how many drives they have where they had no first downs? I don't care if they punt, turnover, whatever. No first downs versus how many of them may have two or more first downs. Because there you're at least, you know, flipping the field. Everything else. Well, in the first half, the Steelers have had 34 drives, and 17 of them have not yielded a first down. 
That's right. Half the Steelers' drives in the first half through six games haven't even yielded a first down. 17 of 34. Now, ones that have had two or more first downs, they've had nine of those. Nine of those. That's 26%, which means 24%, and that's obviously eight of those, um, only had one first down. But ones that had two or more, 26%. But then you look at the second half. The Steelers have had they have they've had 30 drives, not counting the ones that were just kneel downs. Nine of them had no first downs. That cuts down to 30%. So you're going from 50% of your drives in the first half not having first downs to 30% in the second half. But if you were to look at the number of drives that have at least two first downs, 16 out of 30, that's 53%. There is just a big divide between the Steelers offensively, first half versus second half. It happened last year. It's happening again this year. All right, we're running really low on time. I'm running really late, so I'm going to give you these ranks. Um, I always think, oh, I don't think I have enough numbers. I better do some more. I better do some more. And then I always have too many numbers. So here we go. This is the breakdown between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll tell you, the Steelers are going to have they have a, a three-game homestand. This is the best team they're facing right now by the numbers. But something that I think is going on with Jacksonville, there's some stuff. I think Jacksonville has a really good defense, but they're kind of like Pittsburgh where they don't really have the numbers when it comes to yardage and things to back back up what they can actually do to a team. The Steelers are kind of in the same boat, but just not – nearly as much as Jacksonville. So let's go ahead. There, There's definitely a divide when it comes offensively. Jacksonville. All right, so let's go ahead and look at points that they're scoring per game, 24.7. That's ninth in the NFL. While the Steelers are only scoring 17.2, which is 26th in the NFL. When it comes to running the football, the, the Jaguars average 113.4 yards a game. That's 13th in the NFL, where the Steelers average 81.3 yards per game. That's 28th in the NFL. When it comes to passing, the Jaguars 222.9 yards per game. That's 14th. The Steelers are 192.2 yards per game. That's 25th. So if you look at that, you know, the Jacksonville running and passing 13th and 14th. Steelers are 28th, 25th. The, the Jaguars are 14th overall in offense when it comes to yardage. That's a 336.3, you know, middle of the NFL. Steelers are next to last. They even they went down a place last week. They went down a place. The only team that's worse, I think, is Cincinnati. And that is that they're averaging 273.5 yards a game. That's 31st in the NFL. Why is it so low? Because they suck so bad in the first half. Okay, well, We'll stop. I've said enough of that. Now, when it comes to uh, sacks surrendered, both teams have surrendered the same amount, 16. The thing is, Jacksonville has played an extra game. So they're tied for 13th in the NFL, while the Steelers are 21st, simply because they have a different number to divide by. When it comes to turning the ball over, the Steelers only have six turnovers. That's tied for fifth in the NFL. Jaguars, not the same. They, they've turned it over 10 times. They're tied for 17th in the NFL. So they're very – out of all their rankings on offense, that's the worst one. You can take the ball away from them uh, is what, you, what you've seen so far this season. But obviously the offensive matchup um, advantage Jacksonville. Now when it comes to the defense, when it comes to points per game, 
The Jaguars give up 20.9 points per game. That's 16th in the NFL. The Steelers give up 21.2 points per game. That's tied for 17th in the NFL. They are literally right behind them. They're almost the same in yards, or sorry, in points surrendered. That's that's just what, what, what it is. When it comes to run defense, Jaguars are up there. They're fourth in the NFL, only giving up 80.6 yards per game on the ground, where the Steelers are 28th, giving up 142.3 yards. But then you look at the pass defense. Steelers are 25th with 400, or sorry, 241.2 yards per game. Jaguars, 273.9 yards per game. They are 31st in the NFL against the Pats. They're 31st in the NFL against the Pats. So they're, they've been struggling giving up a lot of passing yards. Overall, the Jaguars are 26th in defense, 354.4 yards a game. The Steelers are 30th still, like they were last week, uh, 383.5 yards per game. Jacksonville doesn't have that big of an advantage over the Steelers, with the exception of run defense. But then their, but then their pass defense is worse. Now let's look at splash plays. This is another thing that that uh, Jacksonville's kind of similar with the Steelers. The Steelers have 19 sacks that's tied for seventh in the NFL, where Jacksonville has 13 sacks that's tied for 25th. So they don't they're not as much as sacking the quarterback. Well, when it comes to their kind of splash plays, but the Steelers with their 12 takeaways that's tied for fourth in the NFL is not as good as Jacksonville, who leads the NFL number one in the NFL with 16 takeaways. So Jacksonville's defense gives up a bunch of yards, especially through the air, but they force takeaways from their opponent. That's kind of like what the Steelers are doing. They kind of have a similar MO when it comes to those kind of things. So there are the numbers with the matchup. Man, this is this is interesting. If you're thinking, you know, oh, yeah, the Steelers can win this game. Absolutely, they can win this game. And especially if the offense gets going better early. So there's there's so much that you just don't know how the Steelers are going to show up to play. Is the defense going to be ready right off the bat? Because think about when they've struggled with Jacksonville in the past. Think of that playoff loss where I sat in the stadium back during the 2017 season, which was January 2018. I mean, Jacksonville jumped all over them early, and the Steelers are trying to claw their way back. You can't let them do that again in Pittsburgh. You just can't let them do that again. But that's kind of been the Steelers' M.O. I want to see them start to move away from that. I'm really liking seeing what the defense is doing at the end of the game, what the offense is doing at the end of the game. It would be really nice. I'm even okay with what the defense is doing through throughout the game. Yeah, they're they're giving up more in the in the first half than the second half. But it's not a lot. Really? I mean, especially in the last couple weeks. But really, the Steelers, they've got to get going. You can't, you, you can't go this much of the season. And, I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to look at it. I know they have one defensive touchdown in the first half – or, sorry, in the first quarter, one offensive touchdown. I know they have have one in the second quarter. The other ones, I'm not sure if there's one in there that they didn't do the extra point or if these are all field goals. The Steelers are just not having the touchdowns. They're not having the touchdowns. Let's see. They should have they should have 10 touchdowns on the season. So it's, it's, it's one of those in there. But two of them are on the defense. So let's see what the Steelers can do this week. I will tell you now, you can tune in tonight to the Steelers preview. I'm going to say this. If the Steelers can't find a way to win this game, it is not the end of the world. This is one of the better opponents that the Steelers have over the next few weeks. So 
honestly, this is they're they're home underdogs to the Jaguars. It's not that they can't beat them. The question is, will they? It's going to be really interesting to see how these two teams go up against each other. Both of these teams, their last loss was a not good loss to the Houston Texans. That was both teams' last loss. So that's kind of how it goes. So, hey, make sure you check out our podcast. As I already said, you can catch myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis on, on the preview tonight live on YouTube. Uh, we're, we have our whole regular lineup coming through. It was nice to have a have a Steel City Insider back on Wednesday afternoon um, when we get those out on the audio side uh, after they were off for the bye week. Uh, you'll have a, a your Q and A should be once again Saturday morning if those are trying to catch it live on YouTube. But all that stuff, then we'll have a bit of a compressed schedule next week. But let's get through this big game against Jacksonville first. Also, make sure you're checking out SteelCurtNetwork.com. Uh, we're with with the work we're doing there. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you go do that. Whew. That's it. Let's get another good game going this week. And as I always say, to close these out, thanks for geeking out. With me.